Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This week on Pop Gaze. We talk Mardi Gras, TikTok queer baiting, and being stuck between a crematorium and a hard place. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Games. A pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! (laughs) Hey, babies. Welcome to the bright new world. (laughs) Everything's fixed. We did it. We absolutely did it. Nothing is wrong. No more problems. Yeah. Yeah. You can travel further than 25 kilometers now. And Donald Trump is not going to be president next year. Amazing. What else could you ask for? Yeah. You You legally cannot ask for anything else. (laughs) We are thriving. Our paws are glistening. Oh, we're ready. My fridge is clean. Life's good. (laughs) Speaking of paws, have you guys gone to get like your nails done or anything? Have you done anything like cute in the last week? No, I've actually got a doctor's appointment tomorrow to get more sleeping pills. So that's my (laughs) self-love. That, that counts as self-care. Uh, yeah, that's better than a fucking manicure. That's. <laughs> oh, I got a massage with my girlfriend. We went to get massages and <gasps> we had a joint performance. Really nice. Oh, wow. Relaxing. That's so cool. Where'd you go? Vigorous Thai massage. This is not um, <laughs> sponsored or paid for in any way, but I yeah. believe it's the best. Oh my oh god, my with god. a name like Vigorous, I mean, how could you doubt it? I know they have like several locations throughout the CBD and like inner suburbs, and um, that alone makes me trust them that it's like a chain, yeah. but not a chain. Mm-hmm. I also just love that they haven't like minced words with it. You know, they haven't been like luxurious massage or something like that. They're just like vigorous. Like vigorous is such <laughs> a like <laughs> commanding word. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a lot of subs going to that massage part. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, we beat you up. That's what happens. 
That's amazing. And that reminds me of um, I've been I, I've never watched Shit's Creek before, and I've been fully binging it this week. And there's a very funny line where they're like, "We were going to go get a couple's massage, but the couple who does it for us is unavailable." And I don't know why, but that made me laugh so much. Like That's the great. idea that a couple's massage is actually the masseuse. Mas- yeah. What's the plural of masseur? masseuse? Masseuses. <laughs> While I was getting that massage, I also started thinking about, I used to work in a massage place, but like a really dodgy one (laughs) where you could get extras. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So there was way back when I had to like get money really quickly to go back to Germany. And it's like not something I usually talk about like a lot to different people or like it's something I want to do stand up about, but I just haven't found the in. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I mean, there were all these like guys coming into our massage parlor, getting both a massage and like an extra, but there's nothing like that for women. No. And that was actually a really huge plot point in the Beverly Hills Housewives this year. <laughs> because, because Denise Richards says that she's had a happy ending or the extra from a masseuse. And then it just became this thing of like, but where the fuck do you find them for women? Like it's not a common occurrence. And I think it's should be because we need stress release too yeah, yeah. bring back those doctors from like I was the just early 1900s <laughs> the creators of the vibrator absolutely <laughs> strapping down these women in stirrups like yeah. <laughs> it's time for some relief my darling and it doesn't even have to be like a full-on situation like it could just be like a quick like upper back and then like magic wand yeah and like some of us are really like sensitive to touch you would just have to lightly spank me and I'd be coming. <laughs> That's your extra. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imagine if we lived in a world where all of this could be a hundred percent above ground. Uh, above ground, legal. We have a website. We specify what we charge and what it is. Yes. Like people would call the shop where I was working and be like, Do you do extras? Do you do this? Do you do that? Like yeah. having all these like code words. Oh my god. And you're like, Yeah, we take Medicare. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah. You have to come into the shop. We can't talk about this. Because the owner was like, it could be a cop. Oh, oh my God. God. Were you like the receptionist, like taking the calls? No, everyone had to do everything. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, you definitely need to do a bit about this. <laughs> it's yeah. just so shit that there isn't like a system where you can just like register, <laughs> you know, like why do you have to have these like fucking weird, awkward men on the phone being like, Hi, and do you do lower back? (laughs) Do you do like lower, lower stomach? (laughs) Like where my belly button is, but like lower than that? Fucking hell. No, it's like the reason that it doesn't happen is because there's a bunch of like bureaucratic cis men just being like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. Did you guys see that when things were opening back up in Melbourne, that brothels were categorized in the same group as escape rooms? They were like, brothels and escape rooms are both open now. And everyone was just like, why those two particular things, like, grouped yeah, in that way? Because just... they both offer a sense of escape. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I fucking hate escape rooms. Do you guys like them? I adore escape rooms. I'm I'm really Of into course them. you do, oh Charlie. Uh, I would never go to I would never pay for Oh that. my god, we should do it together. That's <laughs> no, even more fun. I'll die. I'm like really good at them. It's like I've trained my whole life for it kind of vibe. <laughs> I believe that. I also believe that because you've just had one person, myself, being like, I hate escape rooms. And Aurelia being like, I'll never do an escape room. And your immediate response is, we should all do an escape room. Because you're going to save all of us. And then yes. you can feel really good about like yes. being so much smarter and better with solving clues than us. I just love that adrenaline rush of panic. <laughs> I'm just into it. Like, I think I just get that enough Like as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. like ready to be trapped, ready to like, I'm constantly like looking for escape routes. So, <laughs> but I am pretty useless in those rooms because all I do is like touch things. <laughs> God, yeah. I can't like solve puzzles or anything. I'm just like moving bricks to be like, oh, there's a key. Yeah. Great. You're just like smash every window in the hope that one of them is the clue. Yeah. And oh that's God. how I, I go through life. <laughs> Hit it all up and see what happens. There is nothing funnier than when you're in an escape room and like pulling on something and then there'll be like the person who's like running the escape room will like speak over the loudspeaker. That's not part of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't pull on the electric switch. (laughs) Um, The fact that there's someone watching me solve things in a very small room while I'm under stress with other people makes me feel so icky. (laughs) Yeah. Also, all this talk reminds me um, just briefly about the press conference that the Trump administration booked at Four Seasons Landscaping instead of the Four Seasons Hotel. Hotel. Easy mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I was, um, (laughs) my girlfriend and I just booked flights to Sydney and I was looking up hotels and the Four Seasons came up. And I could have easily booked in the wrong yeah. Four Seasons. Yeah. And what was great as well is that it was also out of the way. Apparently they had to like travel like an extra 20 minutes like to get there. Like mm. it, it wasn't like it was like nearby. Yeah. Oh my God. And then the justification being like, we wanted to be in a friendlier part of town instead of the Four Seasons, which is where all the Democrats were. <laughs> And I was like, I'm sure the Democrats aren't actually that unfriendly towards you. It's not like they carry guns. Yeah, especially at this point when it's like, you've lost. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. I love the fact that it was between, did you guys hear that it was between a crematorium and And a a dildo dildo store? (laughs) I just, like, I did see a tweet that really rang true for me where it's like, forever throughout my life, I'm going to just randomly remember that <laughs> this press conference happened. What a fucking disaster. But also, like, perfect, you know? It's poetry. You couldn't write it. Yeah, what a great way to bookend it. What a great way to, like, bookend a dildo of a man. Like, yeah. Jesus. Actually, dildos are useful. So, yeah. I'm sorry to dildos that I said yeah. that. And crematoriums. <laughs> yeah, very useful. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Would you guys want to be cremated? Yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah, Please. exactly. I'm 100% <laughs> on it. Let's all go on the same earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I think by the time we die, it's, like, probably a thing where all your little urns will be in, like, little hexagons that are different colors, and it's just, like, a big wall. Yes. Oh. And then it'll be like, oh, look at this pretty wall and how the light reflects through the hexagons. It looks like a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can scan a QR code and watch was, the Instagram highlights. 
lights of your loved one. Oh yes. my god, yes. <laughs> I want oh. more QR code funerals, please. Like, <laughs> do you guys know how you like? This is so dark, but do you like? Where do you want your ashes like spread? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, iceberg Bondi. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm, like, very, like, get them out. Like, chuck it in the ocean. Just spread it to the wind. I just don't want it to be, like, cooped up. You know? Like, that's the whole reason that I want to be cremated is that, like, the idea of lying in a box just... Not appealing. So much space. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be one with the universe. Let my gay energy back. <gasps> I'm terrified of waking up. I know that that's, like, medically very unlikely yeah. <laughs> in this day and age. But I'm so scared I'm going to fucking wake up. <laughs> And, like, if, like, something happened and we couldn't get, like, cremated, I would have to be buried with that little bell from, like, the <laughs> Middle Ages where people, like, got yes. lead poisoning. Just be like, yeah, yeah. ding Or you'd be like Aurelia who will have, like, a live stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, bitches. <laughs> oh, my Bury God. me with my phone and the spare battery because if I come back. Yes. You're like, is there a charger? Like, what's happening? Uh, oh my god, fuck yes! My dad, he's such a greedy that he wants to get buried in a biodegradable bag, like vertically. What? So can what? you imagine us all gathered around mourning our father, and then he just gets dropped into what? the ground vertically? And he's not oh a god. he's not a slim man. He's quite heavy. Paid. Is yeah. anyone offering that service in Melbourne? I don't know if anyone's offering this service. Like, do we have to go like source some from like Coles and just like gather them together, one at the bottom, one at the top? Like, <laughs> what do you mean by biodegradable bag? A, a compostable bag. He wants the worms to get him as quick as possible because it's best for the environment. Oh my god! I think being cremated sounds better, and then you can put him in a biodegradable bag. But at least it'll be a small one, mm. like a lunch size, a little lunch pack. Yeah, yeah, like those snaplock bags. I think that's what I want. I want to be like in and earn but like whenever anyone travels they just get a little bit of jordan yes <laughs> gifts for like the five yeah. first guests at the funeral that would be so dark if like everybody got a little <laughs> little, little treat oh <laughs> a take-home gift party favors <laughs> there's this whole story that was essentially i think it was a new york times or new yorker story section and this woman whose husband had died hadn't really told her much about his previous life, but he used to be married to someone else. And that person, he promised to be buried next to her. So she had to smuggle her dead husband's ashes to the UK where his ex-wife was buried to grant him his dying wish. <laughs> what? And it was really, I find it. It was so well written. Oh my God. Such a good read. That is insane. That's amazing. It yeah. kind of reminds me of how I haven't thought of this until this exact moment, but my grandparents years and years ago, because you know that burial plots are really expensive yeah. and my grandparents years ago bought six funeral plots for <laughs> my mum and her siblings and, and them. Was there a deal? <laughs> but Buy five, get one. Guys, three. get this. There's six spots, <laughs> but my mum is one of six siblings. So two of them don't get in the family plot. (laughs) The deal didn't extend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like best in, best dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is is your mum the youngest? Yeah, my mum is the youngest. Oh, good luck to her. She's fine. She's the least statistically (laughs) likely to get that spot. (laughs) 
I would be pissed. That stuff is, it's so interesting how much you have to like rep for that. I mean, it's, it's pretty traumatic as well, but it's so funny that it's like, yeah, you gotta, you want to plot, you better get in. It's like getting like people booking in kindergartens before they're even impregnated. Just being like, be on the waiting list. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still not in early enough. Yeah. Oh, I like the MCG membership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know that I had that MCG membership that was when I was a kid and I always, like, hated football. So, like, I was like, I don't want it. I want to go. Like, and I think I, like, lost it because you have to, like, go a certain amount of times, like, over however many years to keep it updated and I never did enough that it got, like, thrown away. And I had, like, friends at school. Oh, no. One or two of them that would just be like, what the fuck, Charlie? Like, do you understand (laughs) what you have done? (laughs) Oh my god, uh, Charlie, classic. That, like I couldn't think of any a story more fitting to you than just like letting your MCC membership. People literally wait for someone to die, to get <laughs> and I guess that's the day that your heterosexuality died. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like I was off doing something else really interesting. Like I was probably at home playing Neopets. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Neopets is such a like queer little game. I used to play that at like the local library. Oh my yes. god. I was big on Neopets. I had a shop and I would like purchase the fruits and then sell the fruit at like a higher price. And there was this boy in my year level that was kind of like my arch nemesis because he came to school in year four and I was like, who's this new kid? And he joined my color. So we were both in yellow color and (laughs) I was the fastest in yellow. And then he was like, I'm the fastest kid at my school. I was like, well, you haven't been at this school, have you? (laughs) And we were always fighting. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Neopets. Who was the fastest kid in yellow, though, Charlie? Me. It was me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, I digress. On Neopets, my account was called Flame Beetle because I was edgy. No, because you're flaming. <laughs> yes. And he was jealous of me. So he made a, a, an account called Firebug trying to copy me. But then his account got deleted for being associated with pyromania because he called it Firebug. <laughs> <gasps> but also because you reported him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to the federal police. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pyromaniac and he's trying to be the fastest in yellow. Yeah, this lying little bitch ain't fast. <laughs> <laughs> How did we even get to this yellow Neopet fastest lying pyromaniac kid? <laughs> How did this oh God. We're talking about death. Death, death, and death. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back, guys. I feel like our generation, I don't feel like burials will be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. A sense of tradition is soothing too mm. in a way. Like I have a friend who's just lost their grandmother and their, their grandmother was Greek Orthodox and they don't necessarily practice or follow that, but doing all the traditions and going through the motions of what it means to say goodbye to a loved one was like actually like a really soothing practice. But I think you're right. I think that like as astrology takes off, like we're going to be blasted into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I think that would actually be quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Some peace and quiet. (laughs) They'd probably lie to you and be like, yeah, each individual little capsule has only your ashes, but really they mix you in with a million other people. (laughs) And then they just open it like some trains, like when you flush the toilet, it just opens onto the rails. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be that, but in space. I fucking love that. And there could be like a whole class system. Like you could get the really good stuff. Like you could get the Louis Vuitton fucking send off. Yeah. 
or you get like the target and that's where you get like dispensed out of the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever bought you guys a star? Oh, no. like celestial stars. I hate that yeah. shit. Don't do it. <laughs> I can't stand it. I it just think it's sick. a scam. It is a scam. Yeah, or the ones that are like, be a lord of this country or whatever. Oh my God, where it's like, buy one square foot in Scotland yes. and become, yeah. I, I used to get those ads recently. Yeah. And I was shook because nothing about me suggests that that's something I want. <laughs> oh my God, as if. It is so you. No. I could totally imagine you being. Lady Aurelia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a ring to it it does oh my god i would be the lady of a brothel but yeah. <laughs> welcome to my cube spot yeah. <laughs> i must obey the law of the land <laughs> that's really funny it's funny what comes up before i was out i kept getting ads for you know those like customized t-shirts and they're like they figure out your last name and they're like, we keep it in the bars. Like in the bars, we're cool and stuff like that. So lame. But I kept getting on being like, I'm the quirky gay auntie. I'm the cool lesbian aunt. <laughs> like there was no, like, it was absolutely tackless. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, not. I'm not. Yeah. That. That's so funny. Oh my God, Google is just reading you for Phil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like little t-shirts with like, I'm a confused little lesbian girl. It may as well have said that. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm not. I'm not. have you guys been hanging out on tiktok recently no i've been trying to withdraw um slowly you know weaning myself off but i'm still on it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i've been using it less and because i've been using it less just because I'm moving house, it actually has kind of reverted back to straight TikTok. Like it doesn't know who I am anymore. (laughs) And there's this like phenomenon going on. I don't know. I think you guys have heard of this where like these boys are like Mm. queer baiting. These like straight cis men are like kissing their friends. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) You know the TikTok where it's like, there's always this song with it, but it It'd be like two boys, like let's say in the kitchen, and one of them goes to the fridge, and then the other one checks out his ass, and is like, "Wow!" Or where they're kind of like not dancing, but they're like, mm. I don't know, they're cuddling in bed, or yeah. one is like pressing the other against the wall and like grabbing his neck and choking him lightly before coming just close enough for their noses to touch, but not kiss. And that's really hot to me. <laughs> It is hot, but it's mixed feelings Mm, for me. It's also problematic. (laughs) It's just like, it takes me back to like those boys at school who would jokingly, you know, fondle each other and make a big song and dance about it in front of teachers and to try and be like ridiculous and Mm. like... I don't know. It can't, I can't help but see it as taking the piss. Oh, yeah. Mm, it is, yeah. It's making a sort of mockery of it. And, like, I think part of what attracts them to doing it is them being, like, edgy. But it's only taboo because they're saying it's taboo. You know what I mean? Mm, I guess there's almost the same trend for girls when there'd be, like, two girls at a party making out to get with a bunch of guys. Yeah. And, yeah, that also leaves, like, a sour taste in my mouth. Mm. Because the boys that do it on TikTok, the straight boys that do it on TikTok, mm. they get hordes and hordes of straight girls, like, lusting after them because of mm. it. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if in a few years some of them would come out as gay or bi True. or whatever because a part of Gen Z is also that a lot of you growing up happens on the internet 
mm-hmm. and you put it like on Instagram and TikTok and where, where else, where previously people like messing around with each other was all like off screen. Yeah. And then much later on you realize that, oh, me practicing kissing with my friend <laughs> was like maybe the inkling of something else that mm. I didn't realize at the time. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like part of it also desexualizes it because if they are being physically intimate, even like sometimes kissing, but they're like, oh, this is not romantic or sexual. We're just doing this as buddies. It's saying that like intimacy between men or intimacy between two women is just play. Mm. it's not like an actual thing that you would do because it's real for you. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of how, like, particularly with women, like, if you see two girls holding hands on the street, like, some people would feasibly think, oh, they're just close friends. Mm. But with this kind of Gen Z trend of queer baiting and playing with that thing, it feels like that could almost start to happen more for boys as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, do, do you guys think as well that it kind of feeds into that, how do I phrase this? It feeds into that kind of mask thing within the within the gay world as well where it's like what's the no fat no femme no asian toxic world that exists on grinder and in hookup culture and stuff like that and then these like straight guys make it so easy to just get like millions of likes and get people fawning after them but if it was like two you know femme yeah not hot guys like hooking up or gender diverse as well because i've come across tiktoks where there's polyamorous thruples who open up and talk about their experience and the comments are not oh my god this is hot like yes guys get it it's like people being really fucking awful and mm. but there is a difference mm. between those thruple tiktoks that i've yeah. seen because they're just like we're not thruple and we're really happy and this is how we work and they're like explaining something and it's kind mm. of more serious but those clickbait tiktoks talks are always like 15 seconds of fake intimacy yeah on the other hand though too it might be good for people to kind of be more accepting of boys also hugging each other holding hands as friends and not just as a couple Mm. because i remember as a teen i used to link arms with my close friends all the time and it was like such a way of showing these are the people i'm with and it made me really happy to have, like, two people to link arms with and, like, be in the middle of them when I was a teen. And to think that boys can never experience that as teenagers because it will be gay is actually kind of sad, too. It's so sad because yeah. you just kind of, like, well, I experienced so much affection from so many avenues. Mm. Even just, like, emotional affection, like, beyond physical touch. And then these boys are taught, like, this is when it's, like, the, the patriarchy is so damaging on so many levels because it's it's damaging these men as well as well as like everybody else um but it's like you can't you're right you just can't express yourself because Mm. for fear of whatever and then you just become this kind of emotionally inept person who gets angry and does awful things and that's Mm. like the root of so many issues so it is like, yeah, it's a weird thing where it's like, well, we want more affection, but we don't want it to be this like trivialized TikTok yeah. trend. We want it to be like, make it like a part of your day. If it was like just instead of the whole maybe, <laughs> here I go with a solution. <laughs> Libra, Libra strategy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. I decide not to decide. I have noticed. But maybe if it was like less, I think that the issue is that like the big deal is that they're like touching Mm. or like that they're being affectionate. If it was like they were just doing another TikTok and it was just part of it, 
then maybe that would seem less queer baity. But just take out the eroticism. Like, you can still hug, you can still hold hands, you can still embrace even if you want to, but, like, no one kisses, you know, no one makes out (laughs) or, like, no one grinds their genitals against their best friend. Their mates. No, that's fucking true, actually. I draw the line. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Although I do do that. (laughs) Do not go to the club with me. An evening's not complete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to see more male friends grinding up on each other in the club. Like, <laughs> normalize that. Please. Yes. That's so funny. It's fun to look back at movies that aren't not, – not, there's some movies that are definitely queerbaity, and I – well, it's not queerbaiting when they end up just killing the gay character. But, um, <laughs> like, I – it's fun to look back at, like, movies that I grew up with being like, that character's gay. Like Julia Stiles in 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> yes, definitely. Same with um, in Cinderella's story, the two, pe- like, her weird friend <laughs> and the thing that end up together. And you're like, oh you guys are queer. High School Musical. Like, oh, um, I mean. Ryan. Yes. Gay from start to finish. You guys know that Ryan and Chad. Swap clothes. They swap clothes. Yes. Have you seen High School Musical 2 Aurelia? Years and years ago. Watch it again, just for this moment. Or you could probably just watch it on YouTube if you Oh, my God. Yes. But they come, they play their game. They play their baseball game singing, I can't dance. I know you can't. And he's dancing while he's saying he can't. Mm -hmm. And then we come back and they're wearing different clothes and they're sharing hot dogs and giggling. Yeah. Like... But wearing each other's clothes. That is cute. The day after. Not even the day after. It's moments later. (laughs) Moments later. later. Do they just get changed? They have like a shower and then they wear each other's clothes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought it was the day after. Like, they slept together. Maybe... (laughs) I need to go... This was back when I was, like, a Tumblr. Ah, oh, there's no disputing. They fucked. Like, yeah. maybe it was just high school shit, but they definitely, like, touched each other. They did a TikTok together, let's call it. <laughs> they TikToked. <laughs> yeah, some gay intern fucked with the continuity. Oh, costuming. Amazing. They no- never noticed. And they added, like, this, like, the salt bay of making them eating hot dogs. Yeah. Beautiful. Speaking of downing a hot dog in public... <laughs> I can't wait for this segue. <laughs> Did you hear that Mardi Gras has announced what they're going to do next year? No, oh, tell what me. What are about they doing? It. When is it? I think it's just when it normally is, which is February. Feb, yeah. But it's a sit down event at the SCG and it's a ticketed event and it's going to be like a parade within SCG. <laughs> 
I mean, it's just, it's kind of confusing. And a lot of people have taken issue with it because of so many things. One is that if it's ticketed, you have to pay for it. And so it's like immediately not open access. The SCG itself, not open access. Mm. For it to be at an enormous venue like that is going to require huge police presence. Mm. And people are like, we don't want more cops at Mardi Gras. Yeah. And also, it's just so corporate. You have to pay to be a part of this event. It's no longer this grassroots celebratory party. It's just like a concert that's curated. It started as a riot, you know? Like, yeah. And that's the, the other thing that would worry me about that is straight people buying tickets. They're not, they're, sorry, that sounds awful, but like, because especially because Mardi Gras has become this amazing fun event, and it is. Yeah. And it's inclusive and it's about celebrating everybody. And when it's a free event, it's like, come look at the amazing different aspects of our community. Yeah. But if it's a ticketed event, it just is a bit concerning for me that like suddenly these people who want to have a really good night out yeah. buy all the tickets rather than broke gays. How much are the tickets? Are they going to be affordable? Like, because if you want to go with a huge group of friends yeah. you, and now you can't bring your own drugs and alcohol because there'll be like sniffer dogs at the entry. Yeah. Like, what is the point of Mardi Gras if not to huff ammo with a stranger? And what's the point of wearing a crop top if I'm seated? Oh my God, all of these things. <laughs> I don't know. I have to try and look at it from the other angle because I also don't know what a better alternative would have been, like, other than yeah. just not having it. You know, they can't have in this social distanced setup, they can't have it in the street. So what do you do? This is very true. Yeah. They better have a really great lineup. Yeah. <laughs> like, it better be at a This is like the lesser of two evils all over again. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hopefully it's, like, televised and you can watch on Zoom and stuff. What do you think happened if a sniffer dog sniffed Amel? <laughs> They'd be like, rough, rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when dogs do the little, like, little yeah. gay paw. Is he, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you're right, Aurelia. It's the lesser of two evils, but it's like, I'm sick of that. <laughs> when do we just have nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe midsummer? No, midsummer will be the same, actually. Yeah. That's true. Well, midsummer's even earlier, so probably going to be even worse. Oh, my gosh. But maybe we'll go back to normal by then. We can hope. Maybe we'll get that vaccine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Prep. <laughs> <laughs> we all get prep. Oh Imagine gosh. if prep was the answer, but like the World Health Organization was so like homophobic. They're yes. like, no, 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 we're not gay though. We just have COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I saw something funny. Just talking, we're talking about the election. There was a photo going around of Joe Biden kissing his son. And people were like, that's weird. And then someone retweeted it and was like, fellas, is it gay to be a dad? (laughs) (laughs) I love that man. Also, can we talk about how fucking hot Joe Biden was? It's crazy. Gorgeous. He was very hot. It's the same as like, it's weird when like politicians were attractive. Tell you who's never been attractive, Scott Morrison. I hate to say it. With every passing day, (laughs) he weathers. I'm talking about people who don't age. I got a new cookbook. (gasps) Gwyneth Paltrow, the queen of always being young. It's called 
It's All Good, Delicious Easy Recipes That Will Make You Look Good and Feel Great by New York Times bestselling author Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh and this week, I am going to try a bunch of the recipes in this and mainly eat the Goop way. <laughs> Goop is her lifestyle website, if you're not in the know. And I'm really excited. Oh, my goodness. Cookbook was $6 from the op shop. Don't I'm so me. worried that you're going to die of malnutrition. <laughs> <laughs> what if you start, like, tripping? What if there's, like, because Goop, they do some crazy shit. There's probably some witch stuff in there. You're going to, like... <laughs> I hope so. I love witch stuff. That'd be so good. Wasn't there something really crazy about goop? That it was like put an egg up your oh. pussy or something? Yeah, the jade egg thing. Yeah. But I couldn't afford that, so. <laughs> Just a regular <laughs> egg is fine. <laughs> she also did the vagina pussy. Vagina pussy. Vagina candle. Steam. The vagina steam. Mm. Yeah. Do you know those videos where people put like an egg into a dog's mouth to be like, he's so gentle? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you could do that with your pussy? Okay, boiled? Yes. (laughs) Raw? I don't know. She clenches. Same. I've been doing my kegels. But like a boiled egg, do you think you could squish it so if it came out, it would be all flat? Um, Give me five minutes. I just have <laughs> to put my kettle on. <laughs> I just need to boil an egg. Or like tie the knot of a like gummy snake. That thing that people do where they put something in their mouth and then tie a knot in it. Yes. Can you do that? I'd be able to do that with my uterus. No <laughs> with your fallopian tubes, just tie them in a knot. <laughs> Oh my god. Spit them out? <laughs> this is how it starts, guys. We're going to be flattening eggs, and then next week I've got like a watermelon up my pussy, and I'm like, one, two, three. <laughs> You're like slicing it into like pieces. Uh, do you guys remember there was a guy on Australia's Got Talent, and his talent was smashing watermelon on his head? No. He would just come up and just like go through like four or five watermelons, just smashing them until they, and he, I think he got around to the finals because he just did a bunch of different music. Oh and um, now I'm just going to do that. I'm going to be smashing. Australia truly does have talent. <laughs> yeah. People say we don't have culture. <laughs> what would be your talent if you did it? If you went on Australia's Got Talent? Okay. And it can't be anything obvious. I can flare my nostrils. <laughs> That's it. Show us. <gasps> it's pretty good, guys. I wish you could see. <laughs> wow. It's like looking up. At- like Dumbo. Yeah. Like yes. Like Marilyn's dress over the bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what my talent would be. Maybe doing the time step or cooking really salty, salty food. <laughs> what about you, Aurelia? Uh, maybe it would be like speed reading. <laughs> yeah. Because I can read really quickly, but then I'll be like, I read this whole page and there won't be any way to know. Yes. <laughs> I'll just read it le- really quietly with my eyes. And then- oh my God. You'll be like Kath from Kath and Kim, just like yeah. scanning through it all. <laughs> I would love to see you I read it. <laughs> and they'll be like, we haven't read that book, so 
pages yeah. there, but read too quick, can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Through to the next round I go. But it was riveting. <laughs> I would lose my mind if you did that. I reckon if you lost mind, <laughs> they would put you through. You know a few people have been doing Australia's Got Talent doing stand-up. Yeah, um, Joe White. I can't imagine doing that. I, I mean, I don't. I just don't know if any <laughs> if anyone would like it. I mean, just can't imagine any of my sets would be able to go on TV, to be honest. And that's not me being like, oh, I'm so edgy and cool. It's like, no, I just say cunt a lot and I'm really <laughs> sad when I do comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> With comedy gigs kind of coming back, what have you have you guys been writing have you guys been like i don't know messaging people for gigs what's what's the haps what have you been doing charlie i was gonna make you go (laughs) you go what are you writing tell us your bits i'm doing nothing i i feel so out of the loop at the moment like i'm excited eventually to go back but we were chatting about this a little bit before but i just think i need a little bit more time to cook and re-enter the world Mm. like i've noticed that you've gone back in pretty hard aurelia like you've got a couple gigs coming up which is awesome scared (laughs) yeah because I found it so hard to write comedy when I'm performing. Mm. Because if I'm not exercising that muscle, I can't yes. just write a joke. It's hard as well without a deadline. So, like, if I yes. had a gig, then I would be writing. But 100%. because I haven't, I tried at the start of lockdown to do morning 10, but it ended up just being me, like, listing things, like, just being like, okay, well, I need to. Because what's morning 10? You have to do 10 minutes of, like, stream of consciousness writing. And usually you have to find – it doesn't matter what you write about. You just have to keep writing for 10 minutes. And that's usually where I get my bits from. But I truly, like, in lockdown, I was like, okay, and I need to get rice from the shops. Maybe call my mum back. But usually I'll be like, okay, so I've been thinking about curtains. I'm going to write about curtains and see where that takes me. You just, like, stream of consciousness and then from that you – find two or three subjects and then you brainstorm from there or you just go oh actually I've sometimes I find that and I feel like you guys might have similar things where you you start with a premise and you're like oh I'll round it off with something and then you end up just being like oh the premise is it. better than, yeah <laughs> and it's better like I don't know I yeah I'm I've never been a punchline punchline dish I'm very mm. like I'm just going to say some words that sound weird together. Yeah, I think I I relate to that. I feel like what I find funniest and what often ends up ringing true as funniest of my comedy is when I'm just, like, animated about something. Like, it's not necessarily that it's a hilarious, witty line, but people enjoy people who care about something. And when you care about something that is random or, like, particular to you... Mm it's much more enjoyable. So like, I just try and like, as you said, I'll start with like an initial idea of like, this is what I want to talk about. And then kind of just let my feelings flow. And like, without fail, when I get up in front of an audience, even though I'll have like a vague idea of like the script of what I want to say in the moment, the energy will kind of get me to say something that I didn't expect that will be like a lot angrier than I was expecting that it would come out or like a lot more sentimental or something like that. And that will be funny. And then I'll be kind of like, oh, I didn't even realize I had that feeling bottled up and like tapping into that is good. So I feel like what you said earlier is very true. Like it's hard to remember those instincts when we're not practicing them with an audience in so long. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be good to get back into it. It's also such a like, (laughs) it's so this way of writing is all like putting out premises in front of audiences. It's so like high risk, low reward sometimes as well that I feel like I will be on a roll and I'll be like, I'm just 
pumping out gold. I'm nonstop. <laughs> I'm incredible. And then like following that, the next two weeks is like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I, I'm the least funny person who's ever lived and I should mm. go lie down in the concrete or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it takes like a few bad gigs to like throw you off and then you have like one good gig and you're like, fuck it. I am the shit. I am yeah. so funny and <laughs> I'm going to write so much more funny stuff. Yes. And it sounds so wanky, but it really is true that sometimes a shit gig can be exactly what you needed. Mm. After a gig, it's like ego death. It's just like complete, like, oh my God, that was the worst experience of my life to the extent that I'm like, I cannot have that happen again. And I like will work on that bit and I will really, really make sure that it doesn't happen again. And then mm. suddenly it's like becomes the best bit of the show or the sequence that I do because I've worked on it so much mm. and paid attention to it. How do you guys self-care around gigs? Because it can be like, and I mean, this is the case for for any industry as well. There's like extreme highs and extreme lows and it's a bit all over the place. But do you guys have any kind of, I don't know, routine or like treat that you get yourself? Mm. I read this thing or someone told me this thing saying that you can't be either happy, really happy or really mad about a gig after 24 hours like you have to let it go yeah yeah so yeah That's you good. have that like post good glow for the next day but if you have a shitty one after that day also like shake it off and move on yeah and do another yeah just yeah. get back on just get hurt again yeah <laughs> Back on the horse. <laughs> Absolutely. You've already experienced pain. Why not just do it all in one night? Three gigs, yeah. one night. <laughs> and I have to remember that, like, you know, I think when you perform a lot, you can kind of go down that path of thinking of performers as one type of person and an audience as the whole other type of person. Mm -hmm. But in reality, mm -hmm. other performers are also your audience. You are a lover of comedy as well as mm -hmm. a performer of comedy. So mm -hmm. I know that I'm just excited to be back in a room with people. You know, mm. I'm just excited to hear people telling jokes at all. I want to oh hear God. that. And so, like, I'm sure an audience is going to feel the same way. Like, they're mm -hmm. not going to be, like, scrutinizing and vicious. Yeah. I need gigs to help me shit as well. Like, I feel like I've been constipated ever since. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, like, nervous pre-show shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always the one, it's always when the person is, like, right before you're supposed to go on and you're like, mm. okay, i got to weigh this out. Like, <laughs> I actually had a dream. In my dream, I was at the gig I'm going to do later, but it didn't make any sense because the MC was Ian McCarthy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, bony back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was at bony and there's, like, horrible bony toilets and then I was like oh my god okay Ian is MC he's gonna do five minutes up top but he didn't do any material on top and he just called me up oh that is my nightmare <laughs> and oh, that was my, my dream god. like two nights ago those couple minutes before I go on I am gathering myself I'm possibly like chucking out shitty bits in my head. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. And oh I'm like, God. here's this new bit. And I'll be like, yes, I'm totally going to say it. I'm like revving myself up to say a line. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do this random new thing that I've never done before. Yes. And I'm like on a high. And if someone in that particular moment was like, oh, you've got to come on now five minutes ahead of when you, I told you, I'm just kind of like, oh my God, like I'm on another planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the two minutes where you're like licking your thumb and be like, anybody got a pen? Mine's like running out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys write on your hand? Yes. 
I might not use it all the time, but it's a safety thing. Yeah. It's a comfort. It's a comfort. I used to never do it. And then I just started doing it. And it just, and also it's like a nice way of like having it before that, like to go through everything before you do the gig. Yeah. But it is really exciting as well. Like you said, Charlie, like, especially if it's like the audience are vibing a certain type of comic, or if you're like later on in the set and you're like, uh, later on in the lineup and you're like, God, oh, they actually like are really into this kind of vibe. And then suddenly you're like, I might fucking do that weird thing. There's nothing better at a gig when the audience is silly and you feel safe and warm with them before you're even getting up. And you're like, as you said, John, I'm going to do that silly thing. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of just entering a crowd and being like, hey, sluts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like just getting into it like that. Yeah. But you obviously can't do it with every audience. But the yeah. nights that you can, it's just like, we're going to have fun. Mm. Yeah. That's what I love about putting on your own show or like doing a solo show because you know that the target audience, like the audience you're targeting, you see them come in and you know that you can say, hey, sluts, because yeah. that's what they paid for. Yeah. Um, that's but when you're doing want. like open mics or like lineup shows where it's like such a range of people who come who've come for that pe- person who's been on the radio 10 years ago. Mm. And you're like, oh my gosh, the whole crowd is here for that one guy. Yeah. yeah. So I can't call them sluts and I can't say can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited to get back into gigging. I think that once it starts, once things get back to normal and everybody's out there again, we'll get the fever, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it will all gain momentum. And we'll yeah. have like really funny stories again to tell each other (laughs) absolutely and i'm actually like as much as everyone's been like kind of like oh my god there's gonna be so many quarantine or like covid jokes i'm actually like really excited for like almost the cathartic Mm. feeling of everybody telling the funny lockdown stories i'm genuinely interested like i'm not interested in someone like oh i picked up baking bread but i'm like interested in everybody's jokes and everyone's takes because i think we have a really great set (laughs) a great range of voices in the melbourne comedy scene in particular that i'm like i want to fucking hear your funny lockdown takes or stories you know yeah and i think people want to be a part of that which will be exciting or they'll want to forget it either one (laughs) or they just want to like go out and have a drink with a mate exactly and then stand up just happens to be on and they're too lazy to leave (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) i've seen that happen to so many people and i love it every time particularly when it happens to women because I feel like they're more like, oh, no. I find that there's – I don't know how you guys feel about this. Do you find that there's more queers and women who just as a rule don't like stand-up? Mm. No? Okay. I feel like they don't know that there actually is a big community that yeah. speaks to their experience there, but they're just not, you know, they're not on at the comics lounge. So, mm. yeah, you got to go to better places. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've been on a lot of dates with girls back in the day who'd never seen uh, any stand-up, mm. but I've been like, I've never been to a show, and if had I, back when I was like going on dates with guys, they'd all seen comedy. Yeah, and they've all probably thought they could do comedy. And yeah, they all think mm. they're fucking comedians, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Mm. But oh yeah, I think it's exactly as you say, just people don't know what's out there, and yeah. that there's mm. comedy targeted at them that will make them laugh absolutely and we need them to come see our shows like yes (laughs) we gotta find those people that's very funny i feel like yeah we're we're stand-ups with people who don't know that they like stand-ups yeah sorry that was a little squeegee thing it sounded like a fart i want to do that again i need you to know i didn't fart (laughs) i'm gonna edit it like you farted (laughs) 
Sorry, guys. <laughs> guys, I have a queer and A. Yes. Are you ready? Are we Let's ready for it? Right. Do it. Help another needy soul. There are so many needy souls out there, guys, and they need us. Yeah. <laughs> We're the angels. Um, so this is from Yasmin from Yarraville West, um, <laughs> who said, I'm a broke-ass bitch. Uh, same. Um, but I want to look fancy. Should I DIY bleach my hair? Oh, this is a true gay dilemma. Guys? Which hair? Is <laughs> <laughs> my question. Bleach your pubes. Normalize bleaching your pubes. No, I'm talking bleach your anus. <gasps> now, Charlie, this can is something... Can you do that, that at home? You can, at my home, you can. Oh! <laughs> No, this is, I've never bleached my butthole, which is evident in the fact that I recently found out, and I wonder if you know this, Charlie, you don't bleach the hairs, you bleach the skin. I did know that, but I've never done it. Yeah, I haven't done it, and I knew that, because why would you bleach the hair when it's the asshole that's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan was just hoping that the, like, hairs would, like, change the overall, like, glow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, because I was always like, well, I'm pretty lucky because I hadn't seen my butthole, but I'm sure I have, like, relatively fair hair, so I don't have to worry about bleaching it. And when people were like, no, 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 it's actually your butthole. And I was like, another thing that's disgusting about me. <laughs> like, oh, no. be like, okay, I'll do it. Wait, like, but you've never looked at your butthole. No, I know that that's, like, lame, but I just, <laughs> I really don't want to. Like, I just. Oh, my God. Jordan's like, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I want to go to heaven, guys. And I know that the second that I look into my bottle, I'm looking into the gates of hell. I don't, oh yeah. God. Have you guys, well, it sounds like you have. You've looked into your buttholes. What have you found? It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Love yourself. Okay, maybe I'll do it. I'll do it before next week. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm really stressed about it, genuinely. Like, what if I look there and there's, like, a little man who's like, you owe me rent. It <laughs> 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 would be terrifying. Um, so bleach your butthole, Yasmin. Do it. I think that's what she was asking. That's what she really wants to know. <laughs> I don't think you should home dye bleach your hair. I've never done it. Yeah, but once you do it, I guarantee you, you'll be having to go to a salon to get it fixed. It'll cost way more money and you will lose your yes. hair. Yes. And they will be really angry at you. Yes. Mm. I've done DIY attempts to go blonde three yeah. times and every single time I fucked it up and had to go and get it redone at a proper salon. It was not worth it. Yeah. I home dyed my hair brown and it was, it looked like several birds had <laughs> congregated on my head and <laughs> shat on me. <laughs> I love that photo of you with like deep sort of chestnut hair. Your headshot. Yeah. It's so random. Your eyes look so blue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that look. It's yeah. so Bring good. it back. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. I'll home diet. No, no, no. That was many yeah. salons helping me out because I fucked up. If you can, I reckon the gay panic is real. And once you decide you want to bleach your hair, you think that you have to do it immediately. But hold on. Try and scrimp and save as much as you can because you're going to be spending that money anyway. So go to a salon, get it done mm. proper, support local. I feel like you've got it pretty cool, Aurelia, because you change your hair up a lot and you get to sort of have it one way one week and have it one way the next and that sort of stuff. That must be nice. Or is it exhausting? I don't know. I really like it. I like, I just braided my hair the other day and I bought this new hair that I hadn't 
tried before. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I go on like AliExpress and I buy all this hair from It takes like two months to get here. And it's like 50 50 if it will even arrive. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and that's my thrill. My thrill is like, is the hair going to come or not? And it's not like, will this bleach scalp me or not? Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to have really long hair. So that's why like, my hair right now is like longer than my collarbone, but not quite my tit. Yeah. <laughs> not quite my tit. <laughs> the title of your tell all. <laughs> I'm not a collarbone, not yet a tit. Yes. <laughs> Um, that's why I'm always like, don't bleach your hair, because how is it going to get, like, long enough to cover your tits when you're, like, topless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hair goal is just having hair long enough that I don't need to wear shirts anymore. Yeah. And um, then it I'll money. be happy. Yeah, right? And it's going to be so good for that pregnancy photo shoot you're planning. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. My inspiration is Brooke Shields in that blue lagoon. Yes, I've never yes. watched, but referenced several times. Yes. Oh my god, perfect. Yeah, I bleached my hair at a salon and by a hairdresser, and my hair used to be so curly, and now I look like John Farnham. So don't do it <laughs> unless you are prepared to look after it. If you're lazy like me, then do something else. Unless you want the John Farnham. Look. Unless you want it, which you know. <laughs> I live in Footscray now. It's very, it's, there's a lot of John Farnham going on and it's fucking beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. Um, do you guys, what are you guys going to do this week? Do you have anything exciting you want to talk about next time? Anything you're going to watch or consume? I'm going to see a gay movie at the drive-in. Oh, (laughs) what are you Next week, but the week after. Um, that Christmas movie with Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. Kristen Stewart and, um, another gay actor, I don't know her yet, but the premise is she's taking her girlfriend f- home for Christmas, but the- she hasn't come out to the parents yet. Oh, um, I fucking, all I wanted for Christmas was a gay Christmas movie with Kristen Stewart and... You got it. I well, got it. call me Santa because I delivered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. You're going to pull up at the drive-in and I'm just going to be there like alone. <laughs> just like, hey, in a car. <laughs> No, you should you should book it. It's part of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Oh my god, great! Oh. Which is later this month. Oh, nice. I actually, might that sounds cool. That sounds amazing. And we're gonna hang out in person. We're gonna get yes. We're gonna have our first like Kiki. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like the reunion episode at the end of. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> we get together. We spill everything. Yeah, and we like realize like. <laughs> It's like, is that what you look like? <laughs> Stop. My biggest fear. My biggest fear. Uh, you guys are like, you didn't say you were nine feet. <laughs> but yeah, Things have changed. <laughs> I have seven legs now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye, friends. Have a good one. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PopGaysPod. And if you like this episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, be gay. (laughs) 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.